Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Headstuff podcast. This is part two of the B. Dolan and Buddy Peace uh, episode. Uh, so I'm still here with Paddy. How are you folks? And Connor. Hello, Alan. Hi, Connor. Um, and if you if you haven't listened to the first part yet, you can do that and listen to all our other podcasts on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher and any other podcast app that you might use. Um, also, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, which we're on now. Um, nice. Yep. And we have a t-shirt. Um, so the t-shirt is on headstuff.org. Uh, throw a look at it. It's designed by Jacob Stack and it's a really, really nice t-shirt. It is quite a nice t-shirt. It's a it lovely t-shirt. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're pretty happy with the t-shirt. So by buying that, you are very warm um, and you look good. That's the main thing. You're more attractive yeah. uh, if you wear it. Guaranteed attractiveness. Gu- yep. Um, uh, so you can do that at headstuff.org and uh, you'll be supporting uh, the website and the podcast uh, and thank you in advance for doing that um, also uh, you can get in touch with B. Dolan at bdolan.net um, or through his record company uh, strangefamousrecords.com uh, where you can buy all his uh, his records and merch and stuff uh, or through the UK uh, his UK, UK record supplier no, record company, which is Scroobius Rec- Pips. Record label. Yeah, record label. Thank you, Patrick. Um, <laughs> speech development records, uh, that's Scroobius Pips one, and uh, you get that at scroobiuspip.co.uk. Uh, you can also check out Buddy Peace at buddypeace.com. And they're all on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. Uh, so, Paddy, briefly, what do we talk about in this episode? So, part two, um, we talk a bit about uh, politics and the state of American politics, mm-hmm. which is... And if B. Dolan is a political rapper or not. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, that you was know, really interesting, actually, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Listen to the episode to find out. I will. <laughs> and then, uh, really, just what doing what you're passionate about and following yeah. your dreams. And he's got some good advice about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think we kind of kick off with um, streaming sites. And yes, that's that's where we start. Uh, we're talking about how people have a more eclectic taste in music now, um, but if if streaming services are good or not. So I suppose let's just start right there. Uh, this is the Headstuff Podcast with B. Dolan and Buddy Peace. Yeah, yeah. And I think nowadays people are less into one form of music. You know, when, when we were younger, yeah, yeah. it was like yeah. you, you're going to buy a CD and this yeah. is your CD. Right. And you have to listen to that until you can afford another one in a month or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas now you can listen to whatever you want. Yeah. So people have a much more eclectic taste. Yeah. So you can like hardcore and you can like rap. Yeah. You know, you can like whatever you want. Uh, but all is good but you can listen to all these yeah, things yeah. all at the same time um, I suppose that brings me on to a question about how do you feel about streaming services like um, Apple Music and Spotify and things like that or yeah I guess it, uh, I mean it's cool <laughs> it's like uh, it's cool yeah. <laughs> I want to sound old. an enthusiastic answer yeah. 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 it's cool I mean it's 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 just another shitty obstacle for, for independent musicians who are trying to figure out how to get paid off music yeah um but that's always going to happen anyway. Mm-hmm. Like before that, it was MP3s, and before that, it was you know um, taping off the radio. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, ultimately, like m- more ways for people to hear more music is cool. I do worry slightly that it, it like is starting to centralize things again because there was this sort of time where you know before my music career started. Everything was in the hands of major labels a to major a certain labels, degree. Yeah, everything. yeah, and then certain MP3 started to happen, and all of a sudden there was like this Wild West time, which has really coincided with my entire career. Okay, For the, the whole time I've been so releasing, you're talking like Napster and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean Napster was before my career, but uh, you know, from the time I've been putting out music, basically right. the entire music industry has been like, we don't know where the fuck how yeah. we're getting money anymore. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Uh, save yourselves. <laughs> 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 and uh but the, and and i've made it work you know fuck yeah. it you know like i'm i'm paying my mortgage with fucking rap um so and i like i kind of like it i like the fact that the major labels money has shrunk and i like the fact that it's forced them to to it's sort of also blurred the lines even like culturally between what is commercial rap and what is independent anymore like people don't know what the hell is indie rap anymore mm. there's in people that are considered indie rappers that are on major labels and yeah. or you know there's collaborations happening between you know Kendrick Lamar is saying Killer Mike's name in a song and shit yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and 
it's cool. I like that, and I and I worry that the the title thing, or I say title, but I mean the streaming thing. I worry that that's that they're slowly figuring it out. That they're slowly mm. like gathering the reins back to themselves. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's feels... and that soon it's going to be harder to reach people without yeah. going through the gatekeepers again. Yeah, it kind of feels like it's going to be one of them between Spotify, Tidal, and Apple Music. It's going to be kind of a battle, and one of them is going to come out. Yeah, on top. Yeah, it's a weirdly stupid time now where like shit's on title and it's not on Apple Music and it's on Spotify. What's Apple Music? Uh, there don't need to be any kind of advert from below. What is is it? Like, just to say it's bad, that means it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's no, not an like, I mean, is, is it all right? Like, what, it's how, pretty cool. It okay Apple, Apple Music, it, it's uh, pretty good at recommending playlists to you. Yeah, like, it it's is got actually, a little yeah. like for you section, and like, yeah, it not only had well, it was suggesting that I listen to BB King, it was suggesting that I listen to my favorite BB King record. Like, sometimes it's uncanny, and I'm like, whoa, yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Well, how does it know I like that fucking yeah. shit? Like, yeah. It's kind of ill. Like they they're killing it with that. Yeah. Apparently, like the audio quality is not as good as title, but a lot of people don't give a shit about audio quality. But like, where, where is like is is it drawing from the iTunes? iTunes, the, yeah. So it's everything you can buy on iTunes yeah. is basically yeah, you have basically everything. To, yeah, yeah, and and oh. Spotify is kind of the same. Yeah, it's yeah. like any, everything that is. Spotify up. doesn't have Taylor Swift though. Oh right, yeah. yeah. That's why there's all these like bullshit little wars going yeah. on. Jay Z is not on Prince's fucking. Yeah. You know, like every other Prince song is on title. Yeah. Yeah. Neil yeah. Young took a few albums off Apple Music and. Is Neil Young on his own weird pony? Yeah, I think he's trying thing. something else. Yeah. Yeah. You seen that? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's the, trying to do one. Triangle Toblerone music player that plays like <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's literally just like a big, uh, like long triangular iPod. Oh right! Oh my god! Have you haven't seen that? I haven't seen it. No, <laughs> he's, trying, he's trying to replicate the original sound, like 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 say an old record player, like the yeah. original uh-huh. quality. Well, oh, right. he, yeah. he uses like I don't know, it's not flak files, but it's like it uses super high resolution audio yeah. files. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, the, the design of it is hideous. Like it wouldn't fit in your pocket. You have to sort of rest it on a table, and it's like it's like a yeah. <laughs> Neil Young doesn't care about your pockets. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah it, it's bizarre, and he's got his own like. Um, like his own sort of iTunes store where you can buy like super high resolution. Maybe is that why his records are so expensive now? I wonder. <sighs> so we're, ju- we're just noticing today Neil Young records, used Neil Young records have gotten so yeah, crazily weirdly expensive. Weirdly. Right. Really? Yeah, there's some weird shit going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's some like weird records shit you think of is like, what is it? Harvest Moon is that what? Oh, on the beach. That's like. On the, yeah, yeah, on the beach. Based, how much was that? That was 50 fucking euros? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it's, it's I don't think it's signed. What the fuck? No, it, it was no. It was signed by someone. Like, okay. it had, it had a <laughs> the guy who works in the records. Just some like, random dude. Like, <laughs> no, that doesn't raise the price. <laughs> 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 can't, can't do that. Sign all the records. In the yeah, yeah. What uh, record stores do you go to in Dublin when you're here? Where did we go today? We went to Spin, Spin Dizzy's. Dizzy. Went to the record spot. Freebird. Freebird. Free yeah. yeah. Didn't find that much dope shit though. You, no. If you can recommend any, we, to were, us. we were looking. We, we like, recommended those ones. <laughs> we like, yeah. <laughs> we're looking for like vast basements full of unsorted cheap records. We're basically uh, looking for the, the perfect yeah, dream like, record. We don't want to be in the hipster <laughs> record store where like they've gone yeah. on discogs and found the the average price of everything. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. Tower have a new section. That's all. Tower yeah, people, I've been told Tower a couple yeah. times. They do have a good yeah. vinyl. They have, they have a, yeah, yeah. Is it second hand? Like, do they have yeah. second hand vinyl? Uh, I'm not sure. I've been in Tower in a while. I don't know if they have been in Tower. There's a big called, section. Yeah. There's well, the hidden book. Second hand. You know that's where. There? That's Freebird, right? Oh, is that Freebird now? I think so. Yeah, I think Freebird. You go through like a corridor inside the hidden book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That used to be somewhere else, I think, didn't it? That wasn't too bad. Yeah, yeah. I love that bookshop. Yeah, they've got some interesting stuff in there. Yeah, yeah. I just want to go back to a, a sentence you said there in, um, in the when you were talking before, um, which seemed to me like a pretty profound sentence. You said, I'm, "I'm paying my mortgage with rap." Yeah. What does it feel like to say that? As, uh, <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah, because yeah, you know, yeah. as a uh, also a person trying to do something that's not a nine to five job. You yeah. Know, that's the dream to be able yeah, to just yeah. pay for your life with what you love doing. Yeah. Um, so how long did that take? And then how f- how good did it feel to be able to say it when you could first say it? Man, how long did that take? Uh, I don't remember when I like let go of my last day job, which is crazy. But I think I think it might have been 2008. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it was it was nothing sudden, and it was just a lot of like you know, it's 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 the scary thing. I just had recently had this conversation with like a a young cousin who is trying to do creative work, and 
uh, is, but you know, you, you take the day job cause you think the day job is going to make it stable so you can pursue your creative thing yeah. until it jumps off. But really what ends up happening is the day job ends up inhibiting you yeah. at a certain yeah. point. Yeah. And you, you're never going to know what's possible until yeah. you jump off the cliff kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, but I've also seen that not work for many, many people. <laughs> like they the jump off the cliff and <laughs> yeah. then like six months later, they're like, shit, man, I got to get. Yeah. Page yeah. Out. So, but at the same time, you know, at least you can't say I never jumped off the cliff. Yeah. And it's know? worth the risk. I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because only then, you know, the, and for me, I personally respond really well to pressure. I respond really well to a deadline or like yeah, a high pressure yeah. situation. Yeah. And there's no more high pressure situation than we might starve if some shit. It's a pretty good one. Yeah. 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 So that'll focus your shit yeah. up real quick. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, just like throw a kid into that as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so, you know, the, for me, that was the, you know, I'm going to devote 100% of my time to this sink or swim. And luckily, you know, we, we had tough times for sure. We, um, there's scary times and, or times when I just took weird wedding DJ gigs or some shit, you know, like, yeah. Um, but I was lucky enough to have, made good decisions early on to have not knocked anybody up, not have any mouths <laughs> to feed, you know, like I, my wife, I met her in 2002. She was very understanding. She's been with me like for this whole shit mm. and gradually watched, you know, things solidify bit by bit. Um, but I mean, it's still, it's still always, you know, if, you know, I'm probably three tours away from financial financial ruin or some shit like who the hell knows you know like yeah. if i were to get in an accident or some shit like yeah. i don't have a, a retirement plan or any shit like that yeah, yeah. um so it's still like a bit like walking a tightrope but um it is like really satisfying to just get to be myself yeah 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 for a job yeah that's it that's i'm lucky every day that i'm doing that yeah, yeah that's really yeah. yeah um and how important is that to have that support of your wife at home um it's really, really yeah. important. Yeah. I mean, if you had maybe fallen in love with someone who wasn't so supportive, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. would you yeah. just not be doing it now? Or, uh, <laughs> or well, maybe you wouldn't have fallen in love with that person. Maybe oh, well, no, I did. I had like earlier girlfriends who who tried to get me to like let go and just buckle down and get mm. a normal job and shit. And I, those girls, those girls had to go. Yeah. Like, yeah, that ultimately anybody that stood in my way has has gone by the fucking wayside <laughs> yeah there was like a a, a single-mindedness from the time i was very young that I, I i couldn't be told i couldn't be persuaded away from this path yeah um which is why like when i when i get asked like what's your advice for young writers i tell them quit get out of the fucking game because that's all that's all anyone ever told me it was like don't do this you're gonna right. ruin your life that's all anyone i respected ever told me and that drove you on and it it, I don't know if it drove me on, but it just didn't stop me. Yeah, okay, I was like, yeah, yeah. well, all right. And they were like, no, no, like you're fucking up. Like, and they, I mean, it was like intervention level with my family. They were like, we will fucking disown you. Like, we're not talking to you anymore. Right. And, um, and I was like, okay, that's what we have to do then. And Whoa. I didn't talk to anybody for a couple of years. <laughs> like, and I, I slept on couches and lived in fucking train stations and whatever. Um, so, so you know, smoke were you when you went back? <laughs> i'm not that smug though i understand looking back like yeah, no. because now you know the same young cousins that i talk to and shit i have those old people fears for them i have the like what if you get sick how are you gonna pay your bills mm -hmm. what are you gonna do like that's all they were kind of trying to say to me was like look man you know like <laughs> like we can't we can't fucking help you you're gonna be an adult soon like yeah. uh, now you've, yeah. you've seen that from the inside though like they're probably just like they don't understand what rap right right is. but like you, yeah. you you've done it and it's just, you've seen the risks firsthand and like yeah. actually this works but you do have to like you're learning on the job sort of yeah, like yeah. right so i have to get that in place that in place and you still have to deal with all the shit that nine to five yeah work right, right. would do but it's just yeah, it's, no, it's a few tweaks here and there, and it's like yeah, you're working in music and all that kind of stuff. But what's what's funny is stuff. I didn't I didn't know shit then though. Mm. I was eighteen. I was like eighteen or nineteen, and getting asked all these questions like, "How are you going to do this? How are you going to do this?" I'm yeah, like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, it anyway, you, you don't answer <laughs> yeah. that anyway. Like same here. Yeah, like, I mean, even now it's like yeah, there's certain things that like, I can't drive. I got there's various <laughs> things I can't do, and like yeah, with retirement things like. 
I, I'm hoping I'll have enough money to survive. <laughs> we have record. I tell my wife that my record collection is my retirement. Yeah. I was like, if I ever die, right, just get somebody in there that knows what the fuck they're looking at yeah, and yeah, sell yeah. that shit for what it's worth, and there's your retirement package. Yeah. I, I guess that's my that's, that's my four hundred one C three. What do you think? It, what do you think it might be worth? Do you have how many? Do you think you have? I don't know. How many records do you have? I got a lot. I mean, it's not it's not a you know it's not DJ Shadow levels, but. Yeah, man. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Certainly not by today's record shopping standards. Right. We got about three, maybe. What did you pick up today? Maybe ten G's, ten G's or twenty G's, maybe. That's nice. a lot. There's a lot of shit yeah. from all over the world too. That's that's kind of you know like I've yeah, tried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's shit that yeah, you yeah. wouldn't necessarily find in the states right. because I got it. In Europe, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you get to go with your record shop pals from Atmosphere. You get to go with your record shop and pal Buddy Peace. Yeah, so. yeah, Buddy Peace puts me on. What did I get today? You gave um, me some shit today. Oh, Neil Young, a, signed by Neil Young. That's yeah. a good one. Uh, <laughs> pick up. No, it was signed by some random <laughs> Irish dude. I don't know. It's some guy. Um, is yeah. uh, Flash It to the Beat, which is yeah, it was like it's really cheap. But that's like my my personal favorite hip hop record of all time. It's fucking amazing. And um, but then I, I don't know you were you were looking at stuff by yourself. I don't know what you got. No, that was sneaky. it. That was all you get. You, you like, yeah, you handed that to me, and you were like, huh. "Buy this," and I was like, "All right." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I got a book about um a, the apocalypse in American music. I think it's called Apocalyptic Jukebox. <laughs> Great name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> solid yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a really important question. Yeah. Um, how do you uh, organize your records? Um, I, I don't really, I, I like, I've got, I've got like a section, I have one section for this one record label that I've been collecting for a long time, um, Cadet Records. Um, and then it's sort of like the, it's the shelf that's closest to my, my computer desk and where I sample and do stuff right. that that line of shelves is the good shit okay and from in, de- in like descend, descending order <laughs> and then like the next row over is the stuff that's like not as dope but i like listening to okay. yeah, yeah. And, then, and then i'm similar yeah yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. alias arranges his by like drums somehow or oh really yeah, yeah he does some crazy shit but then i don't know i can't do that because there's like there's so many cross yeah. Sort of, there's like they all contaminate. So like, you've got drums in here, but I love listening to this record. And then this one, I only use for like a tiny snare sound or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like it gets too finicky. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I can't compartmentalize. I that. somewhat have like record store sections too. That what you'd consider like soul jazz blues. Yeah, I, tend to, I do that yeah, a little I'd, bit. I'd do that a bit more. I think. I always think about High Fidelity. Did you ever read that or, or watch the film? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's a chronologically by girlfriend. And <laughs> right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always alphabetizing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the inclination is to alphabetize. Alphabetizing yeah. I'm a sucker for idea, the alphabet. I guess. Who put the alphabet in alphabetical order? Can I? No, who uh, did? Who did? Yeah. Uh, Shakespeare. Is that true? <laughs> Probably, no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't think so. Almost blew my mind. Why did you tell me that? That's like a really important thing you did. You wrote loads of stuff. What were we saying Shakespeare invented? The swear word Shakespeare? Oh, down to fuck. Yeah, we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> DTF. Like yeah, Shakespeare yeah, yeah, made that up. Yeah. DTF. Yeah. It's in one of his earliest plays. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah no one picked up on that <laughs> <laughs> until, later, until like recently. You ever been tempted to uh, to wrap something like Shakespeare onto a or, or some writer that you're a fan of that uh, like taking a like a sonnet or something and and, and using it? Well, um, we made this track on on House of Beasts three that um, incorporated a poem from I shouldn't say who it's from. Okay, get sued. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, no. Okay. I mean, that seems like the kind of thing academic white kids do on oh, the God. internet. It's, it's one of my pet <laughs> hates. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's because I've seen it happen in the UK, and it's always like, should I compare the two yeah. summers day? And it's like, yeah, when you put it like that, it, it sounds awful. It always sounds the same, and just like, no, nah, don't. And like, I understand like the what they're trying to do with it, and it's yeah, it's, it's cool. Like, you know, trying to get kids into that stuff 
in a you know from the like sort of smuggle it into the, yeah. what they like but it, it's so forced it's like yeah. a teacher coming in going yo kids it's super whack but, uh, <laughs> just to kind of go back there a bit uh you're talking about sampling on uh your mixtapes yeah um was that one of the major reasons why you weren't putting certain songs onto your album yeah it's, it's just it's sort of the only reason yeah it's, yeah it's like there's no difference in quality it's just um some stuff is sample heavy and we uh, i think me and buddy probably both uh came up on like very sample heavy albums that we absolutely love like parts of our hip-hop top five that we'd never let go of mm. are really intricate sample Com- yeah, yeah. compositions yeah. and so the idea of just never doing that or just being denied that is unacceptable yeah, <laughs> to, yeah, to yeah. me so it's like yeah. we're not going to not make the song we're not going to not make the album that we want to make we'll just if we have to release it for free or uh whatever so be it but yeah, yeah, yeah. um and it you know we work just as hard on it as i do on a song on the album yeah, what's yeah. the process of that if you want if you hear something that you want to sample even if it's a a kick or a snare or something like that. Do you have to go and look for permission or? I don't know that process. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the permission just, just thing works. Yes. Yeah, like yeah, yeah we, we 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 have to go. To the <laughs> you have to talk to uh, legal. the manager of yeah, the yeah. snare kick sample. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get it all squared away. Yeah, with we, we paperwork. Get, we get and, all uh, done up. Yeah, so we get our secretary to do it. Did you go and like try? find out if you can actually uh, I've never done that I've never are you just like I just I just just put it on the mixtape basically I just assume the answer is going to be no yeah and and it's like if the answer is no you've now attracted the attention of the person who you want to sample so it's this may I may look back on this specific um, answer and fucking shoot myself in the face in 10 years because I've just gotten sued for a massive sum of money Um, but my philosophy has been like it's easier to ask uh, forgiveness than permission yeah 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 Yeah, because also some things you use like I mean there's so there's so many things getting released all the time and like some things i think it's when they blow up to really sort of crazy you know, almost like viral level that's when the interest comes and that's when yeah. like people get it wrong like like recently there was this thing with um like the like there's this break the skull snaps break which is like this the most used famous funk like drum it's got like a drum intro that's been used on so many things and like there's a musicologist guy who is associated with that break and he accused tame uh, tame impala of using the break but it's not it doesn't even sound anything like it like the guy played the drums himself but it's like he sort of he tried to sue them for sampling it without permission but it wasn't a sample so like people get it wrong and like you know you, you you can just you can always just replay stuff as well. And like. I did I did have like a well known uh, rap producer that's that's been sued for six figures. This is a dude that's like been hit with massive lawsuits. Um, and he was we were talking about it a little while ago, and he was saying if you're getting sued, you're it's probably okay that you're getting like you're probably going to be okay because if you've reached the point where you're getting sued for the thing, <laughs> yeah. then the thing has reached a a, a good level of saturation yeah that's true yeah and like yeah you're gonna take a hit to your pocket but like you're you're also gonna probably yeah. be okay yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's which is normal. a good way to look at it yeah so i suppose the the, the film the police uh song then was obviously a sample of um and, and yeah the, yeah um so and the, maybe talk about that a little bit that how how much did that help with you being getting out there a bit more i mean it obviously went viral yeah people were using the hashtag yeah 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 all that stuff yeah I, I, it was definitely a big it continues to be in a weird in a weirdly perverse way it continues to get spread every time there's a major yeah situation involving yeah which is uh pretty much weekly in the u.s at this point yeah uh yeah, it it kind it's a sad way for it to perpetuate itself, but it does continue to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's certainly like it comes to uh, I come to a lot of people's attention because of that song, right? Yeah, which which you know is good, I guess for <laughs> for me. <laughs> or yeah, yeah, yeah. It creates an odd expectation because that's also like a really overtly political song. Yeah, and so I think a lot of people come to think know me as a political rapper and expect yeah. more like that from me when yes. that's, and that's necessarily not always what I'm doing. No. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
It was a big song. Which side are you on? Was also and those were both mixtapes. And songs. that was another yeah. um, uh, sample that you and really wanted both, to use. Uh, Buddy Peace joints also. Yeah. Well, that film, the police, it wasn't a sample. Like it was a like, yeah, we, it was, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah no, no. But the the other one is a sample. Which side are you on? Is which side are you on? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is always one I felt like I could get permission for. But I'm yeah. just I'm kind of chicken shit about it. Pete Seeger was actually he lived in Providence. Um, yeah. yeah. And I mean, I I really feel he would have been down with the message of that song. Right, he passed, he passed away a couple of years ago. Yeah, like it's, I don't know, it's almost like a cover, though, like a re. Yeah, it's also that's a song that I mean, Billy Bragg has done has yeah. redone that song. Yeah, yeah. It's not actually Pete Seeger's song. No, um, no, it's an old yeah. union song. Really. Yeah, that's a weird thing about rap too. There was a, I was reading an article once that Jay Z's takeover, like they had to pay. It was it's crazy when they started like. That whatever song Jay Z sampled was also a reinterpretation of an older blues song. Was also a reinterpretation oh, of like, nice. like Jay Z ended up paying like down the, the fucking <laughs> line of American yeah. <laughs> 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 back to fucking Congo Square. You know, yeah. what I mean? like, like the you know hip hop is uh, the you know the latest manifestation of black music in America. But yeah. yeah it, very often goes back to mm. soul, jazz, yeah. blues, you know, all the way back. Yeah. Um, so that that's another kind of weird absurdity of sampling and the laws yeah. about sampling. Yeah. There wasn't, um, you know, which um, House of Bees Volume 3 had both uh, Film the Police and which side are you on? That was 2. 2 was Volume it? 2, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so, but with, the, with Kill the Wolf, it's not necessarily... Like there's some political songs on there, but um, were you trying to just say I'm, I'm not only a political yeah. rapper? Um, yeah. Well, when I put out Fallen House, Sunken City, I didn't think of that as a very political album. Um, there were songs like Marvin on there and Border Crossing that yeah. um, were and Leaving New York. Even mm. you know, I mentioned 9/11, but really yeah. th- to me, that's a very personal song about my life experience. Uh, even Bail It Out. Um, while I mentioned like monetary stuff, I'm talking about myself. I'm talking about my relationship with money. Right. Um, so to me, that was personal stuff. And I know that th- I believe that personal is political, and it's very difficult to separate the two. Which is why it's even more absurd when people say that I'm a political rapper. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> So, so I kind of came off Fallen House like with that in my mind, and so when I had ideas for political songs, I started like channeling them toward House of Bees Volume Two, right? Um, and I left them intentionally off what I was doing with the Kill the Wolf record, yeah. um, and I continued to that. I put I the Devil is Alive on House of Bees Three. Anytime something was. I felt it could easily be categorized. I steered it toward the House of Bees project and away from the main project because I I had this thing of, like, on the next official... It was a little assignment I gave myself. Like, on the next official LP, no no political songs. Like, don't... um, Just because I don't want to give them the out. I want to see what else they can say about me. Yeah, yeah. Um, And and so even when I wanted to write about a political thing, I, I... force myself to try make it more universal mm. so like the safety song is about safety and our mm. feeling of safety and what we do for safety it's not about it's not a you know yes it, that involves gun control that involves government surveillance and stuff like that but i was trying to push toward more universal ideas and themes and stuff and sure. yeah and it, it, it was really just a response to critics to just try and make it more difficult for them right. so it's more it's more like about your life you know, yeah. like gun control. But it's always about my life. Even yeah. film the police is about, you know, like yeah. which side are you on is totally about my life. <laughs> um, so that, you know, it's just why, you know, they, I just wanted to make it hard for him. <laughs> like what else, what else can you fucking say? Just before we talk about the album in a bit more detail about the political, just about the political songs. Um, I, I don't know what it feels like to be an American right now, but it's obviously, even over here, it's it's very much in the news about the different things that like gun violence and yeah. you know racist police and all these yeah. different things, um, and uh, you know yourself being a tuned in person, like what's 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 this whole process like? What's is it? Uh, I don't know. Is there is there any kind of uh, like an embarrassment or? Uh, it's not embarrassment. It's just uh, it's emer- it's like a state of emergency. Yeah. It's it's just uh, you know that no paranoia is not justified. <laughs> it's it's uh no level of uh threat 
you know, you just become, you have just like your brain is just in a bath of constant threat and fear, um, and ignorance and ugliness and evil. (laughs) like so you know i mean like if motherfucker like this is why my music is dark you know like this is what my country is like this is where we're from like donald trump is a possible contender for the president of the united states like (laughs) i don't think that's gonna happen but that is what's on tv that is the republican front runner yeah he's the front runner um and that's you know that's 50 percent of the country yeah that's terrifying yeah uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a joke, it's a, but it's sort of like a joke. It's like ha ha ha, and then people go ha. It looks more and more likely. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, It's a joke that The Simpsons made in 2000. I saw a meme yeah. today. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know that that what's to be done? What what would you do? What if if Obama made like an executive decision tomorrow and he said, "Be Dolan as the president now"? <laughs> what's, your, what's your what's your first protocol? Would you bring Kanye into your? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kanye would be the the ministry minister of getting fly. <laughs> Kanye said the one thing that is crazy about Kanye is like we're not gonna be controlled by brands, and he's making like five hundred dollars shoes right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit is crazy. But anyway, yeah. no, we're not. Kanye Kanye. We're out of. Yeah. We've we're out of Kanye corner. I think education is is yeah. is really important and has been like devalued and cut down for a gener- generations now, um, and that that is definitely a an important thing that needs to be uh, reinforced, mm. and that like the the fact that it's not. I was actually just watching something uh, an interview Saul Williams did. Uh, with Big Think, his website, yeah. and he was talking about that, and and yeah, it is it is that it's it's there's an immediate correspondence between like how much education you've received and how racist you are. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you get out of where you live and you're exposed to some more shit and some other ideas, like mm. that that type of ignorance thrive. Uh, you know, <clears throat> is that type of ignorance is the most fertile soil for that shit. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we've just we've just cut the legs out from education, pumped all this shitty media and culture into people's lives. Um, Donald Trump is the result of Fox News. Like yeah. Fox News is, and, and I have absolutely watched it immediately in in my immediate circle. My father, uh, my father-in-law, um, both like older white dudes who started watching that channel, listening to Rush Limbaugh, this like very popular talk radio host. And all of a sudden, like you couldn't, you could no longer have a, a, a discussion about politics with them without yeah. them getting mad. Like they're, they're it just, they've taught people that like their blood pressure raises, they get loud, they start yelling, they, they shut down, they stop listening. It, that, and because that's all that channel is yeah. when you watch it, it just, I mean, even like the fucking screen border is red and, and yeah. everything, everything like it's, it's yeah. rage. It's evil. Like when you look at that shit, man, I tried to smoke some weed and watch the Republican debate and I had to turn it <laughs> off because I felt like fucking like Sigourney Weaver levitating in the bed. Like I was going to turn into a demon dog or some shit and fucking like the pink slime was flowing through Manhattan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, man. And, uh, so it's like that shit is just like seeped into people mm. and to and to get it out of them. I don't know. I think like, yeah, education and I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to edit those things. But, yeah. well, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to censor Fox News or maybe that's not the answer. I don't know. What is the answer? You know, like how do you uh, there? There should be a standard of journalism. There should be. An alternative news but shouldn't be allowed to be called news. Maybe yeah. you know, like that's that's part of why Rupert Murdoch is the poisonous motherfucker yeah, he is. Like yeah. he's he's found a formula where like it's the most entertaining thing. Yeah, Fox yeah. Entertainment Channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> For crazy, and it's you know? it's more watchable than real journalism. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. Uh, but again, like ignorance is the soil in which that is. You know, if yeah. you're educated, if you're intelligent, if you're thinking analytically, you look at that and you're like, "This is bullshit." I'm, yeah. I, he just gave an opinion and pretended it was a fact. She yeah. is that they just slanted that story. You can watch that with an analytical eye, but if all you you know, if you've got a tenth grade 
education, you know, like it's just like, yeah, I like I like the way he talks. He talks like a cowboy. He doesn't take no shit. And that like that's what half the country wants the president to be like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I saw a line I saw a line today somewhere on the internet. And it was uh, caution: books will severely damage your ignorance. It was a good <laughs> yeah. line. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, more more books. Uh, I guess. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the album then before we wrap this up. Um, uh, five years. Five years. Five years. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You kept us waiting. Yeah. Um, uh, no vacations in the in the middle either. No, I we know, were yeah. just working steadily for five years. Yeah. And two two pretty much full albums. In that zone, right. yeah, the House of Bees stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like, you haven't been doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, no, no. lots of tours. But yeah, uh, five years until I was happy enough to let it go. And how long did you start working on it? Like straight after Sunken City, and mm-hmm. and yeah, literally you were fine tuning for a lot of that time. No, we, I so Jailbreak was I think the first song that we had for the album, hmm. which originally was going to be on House of Bees Volume 2, I think. Because huh. um, that yeah. was... You sent me that beat. And yeah. um, it it came together. I don't remember when it came together. I remember, like... Because it started off as, like, a... It was a remix of None Shall Pass by Aesop Rock that I did. And then um, I'd just been playing it in sets and stuff like that. And then I can't remember how you heard it, B. But I think you just sent it to me. Yeah, maybe I just sent it to, to B. And then... He kind of said, "Yeah, that's mine." And then, <laughs> and then he just sort of like stripped a lot of it down, and uh, yeah, be kind of re- retooled it, and uh, be can carry on the. Yeah, story well, because me. you told me it was an Aesop remix. Yeah, I kept yeah. hearing Aesop's flows in my head. Oh, okay. So like, my writing process starts with like listening to the beat, okay. and sort of scatting, um, slash freestyling, but mostly scatting to just figure out like where in the rhythm right. I want my voice to sit. Right. Uh, so I just listen to being a it's just that shit. And in doing that and trying to figure that part out, I kept falling into these like Aesop patterns because in my head he had told me this is an Aesop rock song. And so I kept having like, no, 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 it's keep having to start. It was actually hard to write the verse. Um, and then the other patterns I was falling into were Buck 65 patterns. And I started to realize, like, oh, this is the tempo that Buck does a lot of shit at, too. Like, um, And again, I had to discard that shit and get around <laughs> to, like... and But then I started thinking, like, oh, it'd be cool to do a song with Buck. So that's that's how... I settled and and Buck doesn't do political stuff either. So I wanted I wanted something that was again like universal and kind of up his alley. So I was just thinking like what's the feeling of breaking out of jail? Like I don't I just uh, like breaking free, don't want to go back to it. That, you know, that has a lot of meanings to a lot of people. Um and I thought Buck could kill it. So I I put that that chorus and that verse together, sent it to Buck, Buck sent back his thing. We we started putting the song together and then just on a fluke, I, I was just like, well, why not? Like, let's send it to Aesop, uh, who I didn't even know that well at the time. Still don't know that well. I've met him a handful of times. He's always a fucking great guy. I've seen him kill shows. Um, but I was like, hey, you know, I have, I've had your goddamn voice in my head the whole time I've been working on this. Do you have any interest in it? And he sent back this incredible verse. And once the whole thing was done, I showed it to Sage. And I was like, I think I'm going to put this on House of Beast 2. And he was like, I'll kill you if you put this on a fucking free mixtape he's like this is official album material save, save this um, and so once I had that that song sort of like informed where the album started to go um, because I kind of I did spend some time experimenting with like a couple different kinds of beats at first I was kind of messing with some like electro type stuff um, you know like the the aesthetic of the album hmm. took a little while to land on um but once we had Jailbreak, it was like the guitars yeah. with the breakbeat. And, and, you know, from there, me and DS3K, the engineer I was working with, um, we started to like, uh, an idea slowly started to like materialize. Uh, and at the same time, he was getting together this studio that he built. 
Uh, so that's, again, talking about a dude that, like, just got rid of the day job. He worked at this place called Guitar Center in the U.S., which is, like, this clearinghouse for drum machines and, and synthesizers and shit. He worked there for about five years just to have the employee discount. And slowly, <laughs> over those five years, like, this not these past five years, but previous yeah, yeah. five years, slowly just bought all this shit. And the time came midway through the album to, like, he bought a house and he gutted a basement and he you know laid cement and lifted the walls and soundproofed everything and uh, moved in there and so now he's got this incredible spot um full of analog synths and nice. and all this crazy shit um that we was were used for the album um so it was part of it was just a creating a workflow with him uh which was was complicated mm. you know the album uh featured over like 20 musicians and vocalists and rappers um who came in at different times? And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. and they they always come to you. It's you don't they don't send vocals over. Yeah, people people some people did like it was email stuff. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, other people like Alias came down for two or three days, I think, at one point, and recorded okay. some synthesizer stuff. At one point, we all moved into the studio for five days. We we're just like, <laughs> no, nah, it needs to move faster. That's kind of how I see it all. The yeah, time. yeah, we just, <laughs> we just put we put cots in the fucking <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then you have to wake everyone up because you just come up with something brilliant. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Do you like when you're when you're when Buddy sends you a beat? Do you have do you know like a subject you want, or do you kind of feel it out of the, of the beat? Well, sometimes my favorite is when he sends me beats with choruses. <laughs> like, nice. so, yeah, yeah, like uh, "Natural Born Trouble" and "House of Bees 3. I don't oh, think yeah. I don't think you made any edits to that beat from the original way no, you sent it to really. me. Yeah, it's just like yeah, because that that one was just. I tend to anything I send B if it's got a, any vocal samples it's usually about like mean old men or like <laughs> really like hard hard old country dudes and yeah. Sort of like, yeah this one's about this guy who's himself natural born trouble <laughs> so I thought of you straight away <laughs> but it works like B always like fucking it, it just makes it his own and it's yeah it's it, it, he finds things in the beats that I didn't ever foresee like right. when I made them at all it's, it's crazy yeah really inspiring yeah so sometimes yeah there, if there's a chorus like that's when it's the shit you know because it's just like my job i have the easiest job in the world fill in the blanks yeah the hard the hard <laughs> the hard part is like when you're looking at like the blank page and yeah. you're just like what is this about yeah if someone does the work of like this song is about trouble and all the trouble you've had in your life mm. and you're just like oh yeah okay like that's why it's easier to write up for other people's songs than it is to write your own song oh, like right. Aesop when he sent me that jailbreak verse yeah. I was like yo you killed it man he's like oh thanks man this is so fun so easy to write for somebody else's song <laughs> he, was the, he was in the middle of making Skeleton oh, okay. and he was just like you know, he's like, oh, this was a great break from, I've just been like beating my head against the wall with my own album. So like to have someone else just tell me it's about breaking out of jail, go, you yeah, know, okay. like, I didn't that's, think about that. that's yeah, easy. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. when it's easy. But yeah, it, it varies too. Like, um, like still here, I think started as just like maybe 15 seconds in one of your mixtapes yeah, 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 that I like, I just bridge. chopped out that little mm -hmm. section and sent it to buddy and was like, this is like a main riff. Like, <laughs> let's do it. Like, can you, can you yeah. elongate this into the whole beat? Um, yeah, yeah. So it varies with the way we, yeah, that was nuts. I was like, yeah, you said that. And I was like, okay, I can extend it if you want. But then, yeah, when it works with you on it for a bit, I was like, shit, this, this is like proper epic. Like <laughs> beginning of a huge set. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. How did you find writing when you're on the road? Are you exhausted? Difficult. Or? Yeah. It's yeah. pretty difficult. Um, when I'm touring with other people, I tend to like talk to them. So, but when I'm touring by myself, I I think a lot and I write down a lot of little notes for myself. Yeah. And if I have ten minutes, I, you know. But like when you're touring with other people, sometimes it's like if you got ten minutes, you shoot the shit or fucking, yeah. Have it, yeah. you know, like. Um, but even even if when I'm not, if I don't get to write for a, m a whole month on the road, uh, when I get home, it's just like the floodgates open. It's, it's okay. I've learned, like, I don't stress the fact that I'm not writing on the road because right. I feel like it, it just bottles up. Mm. And then when I get home, I just have this like really yeah, productive yeah. period. Nice. You spend more time freestyling though. I do freestyle a lot yeah. on the road. I In freestyle a lot at home too. It's part of my daily routine now. That's great. Do you record every time you're freestyling? No. You should. No? <laughs> no. I should be just recording. You're like, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> and do you write songs? Do you, you come up with a lot of songs that way? And um, 
a lot of the well, no, it, it's it varies. Like sometimes yeah. sometimes there's a couple lines. Sometimes there's a ideally it's again it's great when there's a chorus. Because yeah. when there's a chorus, like a chorus is an idea that a whole song, you know, like that's the big part. That's right. the big chunk of the shit that you got to figure out. Right. And it'll inf- it'll just tell you how to do everything else. Yeah, yeah. Once the chorus is there, freestyling just seems crazy to me. I, I don't know how people do it, but. Do you ever say something and surprise yourself? Oh yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the fun part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you get to that point, like if you do it, if you do it enough, you reach a level of comfortability where you sort of detach and you just are listening to yourself, kind of. Nice. Really fun. <laughs> yeah. I better start practicing. It sounds great. Yeah, it does sound enjoyable. And I like, yeah. I can do like it'll be two. I can do like one line, and then the next line, and then. It's like, that's what I got. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can rhyme two words together. That's no problem. Yeah. When you, when you, when you hear like B do it, it just it, it sounds really easy and it sounds so fun. But then yeah, you try it. Oh, now I'm not a rapper. Like yeah, this is this is why I you don't just do you it. have to sound shitty for a long time. Like yeah. that's the hard part. The right, hard part yeah, is like yeah, listening yeah. to yourself sound like shit. Yeah. And just like repeat other people's lyrics or just repeat the same stupid phrase over and over again or like. Right. If you have like the motive force, like no, just keep talking. Just keep talking. Keep talking. Don't stop. Okay. You know, uh, eventually it might take many months, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. but yeah, you'll reach a level of, I feel like I would try it and then go, Oh, that sounded stupid. I'm not doing that ever again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an unnatural way to do it yeah. because it's not, it's not how people used to get good at freestyle. People used to get good at freestyling because everyone was around you was freestyling all the time. Right. Every rap show you went to, every poetry show you went to, you step outside and there'd be a cypher kids freestyling. You'd be, yeah. you'd be trying to impress each other as yeah. well. Like that sort of competitive drive. And it's way more yeah. fun when there's multiple people doing it yeah, too. Because okay. at the point where you start to run out of shit to say, your friend just starts talking. Oh, okay. And yeah, then you yeah. listen to him and you like he makes you laugh and you get inspired and then you start and yeah, then you talk yeah. back to him and it's more like a conversation kind of when you're just doing it by yourself which is what i had to do to get good at it again yeah, uh, yeah. i had to just like put some instrumentals on a cd and every time i was in the car just rap to myself yeah yeah um that's you know it's it takes a force of will okay <laughs> do you um uh like kind of think about doing spoken word stuff at all uh so like if you're writing do you think oh, oh this is going to be spoken word or this is going to be not great, it, but it beat it's rare yeah yeah not since russell jones that was the last time that happened yeah, yeah. um generally though i'm thinking about rap songs mm-hmm. um but then like uh sometimes i'll i'll perform a new rap song as spoken word until i'm comfortable enough with it to put it on a beat Okay. So there's a song right now called "The Last Temptation of Wiley Coyote" that I just wrote a little while ago. <laughs> that I've been uh, <laughs> that I've been I've been performing at all these shows on this tour, oh. and it has a beat associated with it. But you know, uh, and before Safety Theater, uh, I di- I performed that for a year on the road as a acapella spoken word piece. Okay, it's a way to like you know, it's just occasionally like I'll have a rap song that I'm writing. And I'll I'll do it as spoken word to see if it works like that. And if yeah. it works like that, it's generally a good sign, you know, that you could hear it without the music and, mm. and be compelled by it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the uh, uh, the album is incredible. Uh, Thanks, man. I've been listening to it a lot. Paddy has it on vinyl, and you mm. forgot nice. to bring it. Nice. Yeah. I was listening um, to the house. So. Yeah. So well done. Congratulations. On Thank you. Congratulations, both of you. You're on the show. Um, and uh, and and thanks many for coming onto the podcast. It's been it's been great talking to you. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Thank you. Blah, straight famous. That was the Headstuff podcast with B Dolan and Buddy Peace. Uh, and after we uh, stopped recording. Uh, I actually got the balls up to ask him to do a freestyle <laughs> <laughs> because while he was talking about it there, I, I didn't know if it would be rude or not. So I asked him and uh, he, he was well up for it, wasn't he? he? Was yeah. just he's, like, cause yeah. he's press record because he's brilliant. That's yeah. why. And he can do it. And Buddy Peace uh, did a little beat. For I was him. like, wow, how, I can't believe he's actually going to freestyle. Now. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no way. He's like a really good rapper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this <laughs> is his job. Yeah, he's like yeah. really, really good at this. Yeah, and Buddy Peace asked me for a pen. This shows how uncool I am and how I don't know anything. And he asked me for a pen. I was like, oh, he's going to write down some stuff. And then he started doing a beat with the pen. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so um, let's let's just splice in the, the freestyle here. Here it is. 
gonna do the. He's got a pen. Oh yeah. How do you do it? It's like, do you need paper now? Oh, you're gonna. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, head stuff, I read stuff in the book, take a look, what the fuck, I'm a crook, I'm in the castle, you wanna battle, fuck it, you more like cattle, you more like sheep, you more like beef, sheesh, fry you in the burger, shit is like murder, absurd to the average listener, styles that you never heard of, I bite through the gristle cuss, I'm an animal, in my mandibles, chewing them up, buddy peace, need to go to the dentist, get a little tune up, when we get back he's getting the wisdom teeth extracted, before Right now I'm blacking out on traps and I'm snapping. God damn it, got me in the travel lodge. Yo, check my fucking back catalog. Son, yo, I battle hard. Yeah, road tested, unmolested. Couldn't touch it. <laughs> yeah, motherfuck it! Wow, brilliant. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so much. We don't need more of that. <laughs> That's great. There's a B Dolan head rap. <laughs> yes, there's a head stuff freestyle rap now by B Dolan. Nice. Yes. So pretty exciting with that. You can expect to hear that in every head stuff podcast from now on. And as your ringtone. And as my ringtone. Yeah. And as my everything. Um, that uh, that was I was pretty I was pretty damn chuffed watching. Him yeah, do that. that was pretty cool. Yeah. It was actually very very cool it to was watch. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah, it was such impressive th- to watch. Yeah, it like, was. Yeah, like yeah. you're yeah. sitting there going, "Wow, this is like yeah, this is amazing." And Buddy Peace can keep time, which is something I can't do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was great, and we're you absolutely... can't keep time, but you can freestyle. I well, yeah, I can do freestyle. one now. Yeah. <clears throat> No. <laughs> uh, so, uh, thank you to Paddy for being on this episode. My pleasure, Alan. Thank you. And thanks to Connor. Pleasure as always. Um, and to uh, Connor's uh, company, Wilkins Sound Systems, for making it sound so nice. Um, also, thanks to Video Blue for the theme tune. Thanks to Mikey and Matt for doing what they do. Uh, thanks um, mainly to B. Dolan and Buddy Peace. Um, who were very, very generous with their time and uh, gave us a, a great, uh, had a great conversation with us. Um, B. Dolan's website is bdolan.net and his record label is strangefamousrecords.com, which is uh, Sage Francis's record label. Um, and his UK record label is Scroobius Pip's record label, Speech Development Records. Um, and you can find that at scroobiuspip.co.uk. Um, Buddy Peace is at buddypeace.com and they're all on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and you should follow all of them because they're all brilliant uh, so thanks again for listening to this um, and we'll be back in a few days with another episode of the Headstuff Podcast Bye.